First and foremost, I think uh, critical to us is being cloud-based. Um, having everything off-prem and in the cloud was critical. Uh, you know, not only from a movement perspective, but being able to be ready for the next technology that we need and have everything really secure. So that's been critical and Architect Now has certainly helped us with that. The big question is, how can you fix and transform your organization's most important foundation, your software, into an asset which allows you to become better every single day? Each department is at its best when it can smoothly, efficiently, and productively operate. And to do that, you need to pay attention to the lifeblood of your organization, your software. The custom software creation geniuses at Architect Now are presenting this podcast as a way to help leaders think more strategically about their software and to roadmap what needs to happen in order to be at the top of their game. No, this podcast is not going to scramble your brain by talking about DevOps or API calls. Our goal on this show is to make you better by giving you the high-level insights that you need so you can better make decisions that will not only be cost-effective, but will help your team on an intangible level as well as a technical one. Welcome to Newsflash, you're a software company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Newsflash, you're a software company. I'm your host, Corey Durkin, and along with me for the ride today are Kevin Grossnick-Klaus, the owner, president behind Architect Now, and Lori Wilkins, who is the chief operations officer of Authenticom. First of all, Lori, welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you on here as a guest today. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And uh, we wanted to start out by talking a little bit about Authenticom. Can you give us a brief overview of what you do and who you serve? Sure, we are a data integrator. Um, we work with mainly the automotive industry, although we do work with some other industries as well, but we take data from uh, automotive dealerships and we help transmit that over to the vendors that are curious and, and needing that information to do the work that they do. So we are basically the flow of information between two different entities and making sure that that data can be easily utilized and reviewed and handled on the vendor side for what their needs are for their marketing purposes. Got it. And when you're talking about taking all the data from these car dealerships, um, obviously, we're not talking about just a couple of dealerships. We're talking about a very vast amount. So um, yes. what are some of the challenges that you see when it comes to creating that data flow consistently and at a high level for the vendors who are using that data? Well, you know, I think number one, it's it's the size and capacity of the data that we're trying to transmit, right? Uh, there, there's a lot of that flow that has to happen and we need it to happen quickly. So we are always looking at ways to increase speed and efficiency and make sure that the data is handled as, as appropriately as possible. Um, we pride ourselves on our security. So, uh, you know, one of our main products is called Dealer Vault. And we take that seriously. We want that um, all of that information handled very professionally, very securely, so that uh, it, no one else can have access to it other than the parties that are supposed to. Um, and then technology is always changing. So, you know, we used to be some uh, other methods to get the data moved back and forth. We're now using APIs. And we are continuously needing to build those APIs for the different dealer management systems or DMSs as we call them, um, to make sure that we can get that data as quickly as possible and transmit it as fast as possible. So it's speed, it's efficiency, it's security, it's new technology, it's keeping up with the times, it's, it's everything related, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're talking about sort of keeping up with the times and, and new technology that's emerging, um, what are some of the things in your marketplace that you're seeing that you say, oh my gosh, we need to jump on that or we want to get better at this aspect of the game as, as it relates to, you know, changing some processes and some things around to be even more efficient? What, what are those kind of emerging trends that you're focused on right now? Well, I mean, most recently we started working with Data Lake um, for our processing, which has been new for us. And um, I think there's some more coming down that pipe. Um, our CTO would be better able to give you a, a background information on that. But um, from my perspective, we are always trying to evolve our technology to make it more user friendly. Um, make it more accessible and make the data what all parties need. So the vendors need certain aspects of it and the dealers need certain aspects of it. And we need to make sure that we are showing it to them in the best way possible. So for us, I think there's dashboarding that needs to come into play a little bit more. Um, the continuation of new DMSs that are popping up, you know, one of the newest DMSs out there is Techion and it's really starting to take over the market. So doing everything we can to connect with Techion to the best way possible, as well as our other main DMS types uh, that we work with. And so, Kevin, when you're helping a company like Authenticom and they're saying, okay, you know, Techion is taking over the market. We need to get good at integrating with them and playing nice with them. What are some of the challenges that you see kind of in a general sense when that sort of emerging platform is happening and, uh, you know, a client like Authenticom has to move with the times? I mean, I guess it's just being agile. Uh, and Authenticom has been great at really adopting technology. They're 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 in the middle. They're migrating and taking advantage of more cloud services. She mentioned data like uh, APIs. There's just they're putting themselves in a great position to be able to be you know agile and turn and find it. You know when there is a product out there that that makes a lot of sense for them from a business standpoint to integrate with, they can do it because they've got a lot of the foundational pillars in place. They're they're able to ingest a massive amount of data at scale in the cloud because they've put themselves in a position to do that. Use and they're they're in the Microsoft Azure ecosystem, which we talked about in previous episodes, but. They, they take advantage of these things and they're already using them. So scaling up their you know, amount of data they get, moving it quicker from you know, between their customers and, and the people that need access to that. I mean, there's still creative ways to leverage it and there's things that, that, that need to be thought through and, and done securely. But I think the foundation that they're on, just you know, finding a, you know, a new, new player in the ecosystem and saying, we're going to go integrate with you is just focus of resources at that point. There, there's no real major technical debt that keeps them from making that change. It's, you know, we've already got the platform in place. Let's add somebody new to the ecosystem. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And and so, Lori, you know, Kevin just mentioned something about, you know, foundational fillers, right? You have those foundational kind of pieces of the business in place where you in particular can move very easily to working with Techion or any other kind of platforms that are that are emerging. Um in your mind, you know, we talk about this on the podcast a lot, this idea that whatever business you're in, you're a software company first, comma, you do X, Y, and Z, right? So when you think about strategically from the standpoint of the chief operations officer side of the house, what are you aware of that makes those foundations? So like, what are those foundational pillars for you or for a similar type of business that you think are important to have to be able to, you know, kind of important to have to be able to jump off to the next phase of integrating with a brand new platform? 
Oh, wow. Um, I think uh, first and foremost, I think uh, critical to us is being cloud-based. Um, having everything off-prem and in the cloud was critical, uh, you know, not only from a movement perspective, but being able to be ready for the next technology that we need and have everything really secure. So that's been critical and Architect Now has certainly helped us with that. Um, other than that, I think, uh, to me, honestly, it comes into teaming. It's it's making sure that you have a really functional, agile team that can be flexible and move with what we need to do next. We have an ongoing roadmap that could probably honestly keep us busy for the next five years just in looking at what we have in front of us. But we also need to be flexible and agile with that roadmap as new things pop up and those become more critical to our business and to our customers. So um, having a team that's ready to flow and be flexible and focus on the next greatest and keeping that team up with the newest and greatest technologies, right? These, these guys need to be able to, guys and girls, need to be able to um, handle any of the newest technologies and, and be strong with all of them, including our backend security guys. Um, so all of that needs to tie together for us and that's been really critical. Kevin, do you have any follow-ups on that? No, I mean, uh, we've worked closely with Authenticom for quite a while, and, and that team dynamic and, and organizing and, and who plays what role on what team and, and being able to be flexible and adjust is something that is a constant you know, discussion. Uh, and we evolve and we learn, and, and sometimes, as, as Lori mentioned, there's there's reasons to adjust the, the the target because there's an industry driver or a, you know a financial driver, whatever it might be. So just having the right team with the right makeup and right responsibilities and and be able to say, hey, and, and we and, and sometimes that team splits into two. Hey, for the next few months, you know, this group needs to go really solve this problem and hit a home run over here, while this group you know goes and and does this thing over here, and then we merge. I mean, there's a lot of that dynamic that probably plays into a lot more of the strategic success to some degree than the technology, you know, than just an individual coder, you know, sitting down at a keyboard and, and writing code. That's important too. And that, you know, drives the train forward, but deciding what to write, when to write it, who, who's responsible for testing it, what customer sees it, is it the right thing for that customer? Uh, those decisions drive success more than just, hey, we're really good at technology and we've, we've got the, the right, you know, whole bunch of coders in place, which I think is very common across a lot of different, it's not specific to, to Lori and her team, but it is something that we spend a lot of time thinking about. How can we work better as a team and what should we be focusing on? And Lori, speaking of, you know, working better as a team, um, one of the questions we always like to ask here is what keeps you up at night? So what are the things that you're focused on uh, as, the C, as the COO that are important to you in terms of growth of the company and you know improving the pieces of the business that you want to improve on a day-to-day -day basis oh gosh this, this list could go on for a while corey um <laughs> i you know my my ceo founder and uh, um wonderful mentor in this organization steve cattrall talks about the fact that we don't we won't grow our business unless we help you grow yours first so we are in the mission of building other businesses as a part of our mission and making sure that we are taking care of our clients. And, and you think about the variety of vendors that could utilize this data for the growth of their own business, you know, everything from the, the serious radio stations to the um, car mats, to parts, to inventory, to 
equity mining, you know, all of the things that we can get involved in, we work to help those businesses grow their business. So everything from the front part sales, the the initial getting to know these clients and understanding what they need, making sure we can meet those needs in a, in a fast basis, um, onboarding them successfully, helping them understand how to drive that business. Because remember, they have to drive that business with the dealers and then those dealers through to us. So all of those relationships need to be strong. That certainly keeps me up at night, making sure that all of that's running smoothly. When those orders come in, making sure that my client services team is ready and capable of handling it. And we keep those processes fine-tuned and efficient. Um, we've done a lot of work on that this year, in fact, making sure that our ticketing process is succinct and clear and um, everybody understands their role and the roles are very efficient moving from one piece to the next. Um, taking care of our clients, keeping them happy. And then also my product team and my marketing team, making sure that they can keep up with what we need from a, a new build perspective. You know, products are always evolving and changing. So I've got vendors coming back to us and saying, hey, could you add this feature pretty much on a daily basis? So it's vetting those ideas out and making sure we're utilizing a lot of that and then also getting ahead of it and trying to find those great new avenues before vendors are even coming to us with them. So it's all of that soup to nuts. Um, and then and then add to that, you know, it's not my responsibility. I luckily have a wonderful CIO and CTO that, who handle the development side and the security side, but I certainly am up at night making worrying about the security of the organization, making sure that we are as tight as we can possibly be and don't have any critical worries about those ends as well. Sure, sure. And you just mentioned, um, you know, new builds, right? So vendors coming back to you saying, hey, could you do this? Hey, could you display this data in this way? Um, you have all those daily requests from the vendors. You have an ongoing roadmap, which, as you said, could keep you busy for, you know, the next half a decade. Um, and so you and you still have the kind of the daily, weekly, monthly maintenance of everything that you're doing. And mm -hmm. you have an internal team who is incredibly functional and you know a very agile team but you also want them in addition to everything i just said to also be learning about new technologies and staying on top of the latest trends so tell me a little bit about um how integrating with a, a company like architect now allows you to do that a little more seamlessly without having to feel like I have to take all of my guys and gals out of working to be able to have them be learning what's happening, you know, new in the marketplace. What does that look like uh, from an integration standpoint of teams? Well, for us, if, number one, finding the right partner is critical to the mix. And Architect now has been an instrumental partner in our growth as an organization. Um, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are without them at this point, honestly, they, um, when you think about growth, they've got this phenomenal strong team and they continue to add to that team. And, and I don't know how they do it, but every time they hire somebody new, they're even better than the last person that they hired. And, and you know, they're all up and coming. Some of them are brand new right out of college that are growing into the industry. Some of them are very experienced, but they work together so well that they help pull those people up and lift them up into higher capability incredibly quickly. Through that, they've done the same with our team. They've encouraged growth in our team all the way from our newest developers up through to our product owners and even our infrastructure and security teams. 
Um, their mentoring back and forth with us has been instrumental. They're teaming with us and helping us um, make sure we're focused and get us back in line when we're not. You know, when you talked about the fact that I have constant requests for new features and I've got a roadmap, we can tend to start to fly with what feels like the right thing to move after. And Architect now has raised a flag a couple of times for us and said, hey, hold on, what's the really critical business need here and helped us refocus our energy in the right way, um, especially when you think about the large size of teaming that we've got between Architect Now's team and our team and everybody working together. One of the most critical pieces is we flow together as a team. So it's not Architect Now as a consultant team that does stuff for us and brings it to us. Architect Now is our team. They are working hand in hand with my guys and girls who are building everything together and they're helping mentor each other like coworkers, peers, associates, friends, you know, they're all getting to know one another and they work really well and they, they, they're flowing. You know, um, my biggest concern with teams is, can we get to a flow state and how fast can we get there? And a lot of times adding new people in, you go back to that forming stage and you have to start all over again, get through storming to norming and hopefully one day you get to flow. What's been interesting with Architect Now is we quickly adjust. Um, it certainly took us a few weeks maybe a month and a half or so to really start to flow when we built all the teams together. Once we did, even adding new people to those teams, it flows quickly right away again. Um, and that that goes to the strength of the team that Architect now brings to the table and their leadership and everything. Um, we truly couldn't have done it without them and, and we consider them our right hand at this point. And Kevin, from a perspective of the sort of outside team that is so functional and so seamless that, you know, Lori would say, hey, they're really just part of our team. They're not seen as kind of an outside vendor. What do you think Authenticom has done really well to be able to make that partnership so seamless? They, they are they are a great partner. I mean, we have we have a lot of great partners, but Authenticom would probably be one of the, the top ones just in the tightness of our collaboration. They trust us, I think. And that trust goes both ways. We trust that they're making smart decisions for their company. Uh, they treat the, the architect now employees like their own, and, and we we do the same to their employees. Um, and it's it's a friendship, honestly. And I think that goes a long way. There's a lot of trust that comes from that. We get we get things in the mail from them. We send you know company branded swag back and forth. Uh, our teams traveled. You know we don't we don't work in the same state. Our company's remote. Uh, many of our employees are now all over the country in ten states now. Uh, whereas next week, I guess we'll we'll have added employees across ten states. But I mean, we treat, you know, the Authenticom team like family and that, and there's times where there, you know, there's pushback. We, as Lori said, we say, Hey, you know, we, we want to second guess this maybe and think this through a little more. And they tell us the same thing. And I think if you have that level of, of trust between each other, that's always a good thing. Right. So, you know, we're making those recommendations, you know, because we want to ultimately, you know, work with them to build the best solutions possible. And as she said, help their customers uh, grow and and when they they push back on us, it's the same thing. We learn we learn a lot. Uh, so we don't come in here by any means just perfect in everything we do. We've evolved how we work. We've evolved. We've learned a lot in how we run teams in our company simply from the opportunity to work with Authenticom. So it's worked both ways Absolutely. in what we've learned. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, really, it's just like you said, it's having the trust to be able to very gently say to the person you're working with, hey. Let's let's red team this for a sec. Let's double check and see if this is really the right way to go. And when you have that trust and you have that 
um, you know, that the, 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 the time of partnership in place, it makes those conversations so much easier. So I love that yeah. um, you've, you've both been able to do that. Lori, uh, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I think this was a really great conversation and I really love your, your idea of how do we get to a flow state? Uh, I think that the ability to kind of start out with, man, we've got all these things to do and this is so crazy. And how are we going to get to like a sense of normalcy? And then kind of seeing that, that horizon line of a flow state where we are, all of our teams are integrating seamlessly is, is a really amazing um, kind of forward thinking vision that you have there. So I really like the way you put that. And uh, again, we're so grateful to, uh, for, for you to being on the uh, podcast today. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, we will see you all on the next episode of Newsflash, you're a software company. This podcast is presented to you by Architect Now. Whether launching new cloud or mobile apps or modernizing your legacy platforms, Architect Now can help you identify the best options and work with you to bring those ideas to life. If you like the information in this podcast, we can assure you it is only a fraction of the actionable wisdom and insights you will gain by talking to the team at Architect Now. To learn more and start a conversation, visit us on the web at www.architectnow.net. We'll see you on the next episode of the Newsflash, You're a Software Company podcast.